It's a happy Friday to play victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning, Brother Andrew. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Friday. I'm up. Happy Friday. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a rough one. Just, just uh, please play my strength. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things. Nor condescend, nor condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Hey, Brother Michael. God bless you. Happy Friday. Yes, sir. Made it back. Made it back, man. All right. All right. Say that again. I say I'm, I'm jet lagging though. Made it back from back east. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did 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 did, did you did you have a peaceful trip? I did. I did. A lot of driving up and down the coast to see family, but it was it was worth it. Yeah. Excellent. 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 How, how far are you from Boston? How far are you from Boston? How far are you from Boston? Oh. Uh, I, I was closer when I was in college than I am now. I, I'm in uh, western Pennsylvania, but I'm actually closer to Youngstown than I am to Pittsburgh. Okay, okay Youngstown, so, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I was born and raised uh, about 12 miles north of Steubenville, Ohio. But okay. where I'm sitting, yeah, so where I'm sitting now, I'm, I'm two hours from Cleveland. I'm about a half hour from Youngstown, um, an hour from Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. Yeah, so so I'm right in that uh, that section of the Ohio Valley where mm-hmm. uh, where 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 the uh, actually the, the town I grew up in is the second curve in the Ohio River that the Ohio River uh, makes. Actually, uh, yeah, the, the 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 second curve that it makes in 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 Ohio because the Ohio okay. River starts in Pennsylvania. The second yeah, curve yeah. it makes in Ohio is my yes. town. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it's easy to track. Yeah, right. yeah this, this, gonna, this, this. Go ahead. I was going to be in Boston for two weeks. That's why I was asking. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I I I went to college in New Hampshire, and so we 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 were just a short, you know, we we were just a short jaunt from from Boston. So okay. a lot of time in that 
spend a lot of time in that city. Okay. Maybe I'll give you a call one day when I'm out there. Ah, right, yeah. Love to. Love to. Yeah. Uh, are, are you on are you on Facebook? I am Michael A. Smith. Okay, yeah. Just I I am me. Okay. And we'll, we'll do that together. Yeah. All right. God bless you, sir. All right. God bless you too. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh no, 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 no. No, no, no. No. Never an interruption. Just brotherhood. And this is men's day, correct? It is. All necessary. It's a wonderful Thanks. Friday to clear victory. It's men's day. As iron sharpeneth iron. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. This hey, Sister Happy Friday, sisters. God is good all the time. Good morning, this is Sister Stephanie. Happy Friday, everyone. Hey, Sister Stephanie, happy Friday. Good, good to have you with us. God, all the time, he you Amen. Yes, he does. All the time, he is good. He is good. We're praying your strength this morning, Sister Yvonne. Okay. Yeah, we love you. Good morning, Mrs. Nesby. Good morning, sister. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning, it's Yvette Marquette. Have a fabulous Friday. Good morning, sister. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Dearly beloved. Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt be cold of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Good morning, it's Tuesday. Hey, Sister Susie. Happy Friday to you. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Happy Friday to you, too. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You as well. You as well. Good morning, Andrew. Cynthia. Hey, Sister Cynthia. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. I was going to call you Brother Moses. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I have... I have a disclaimer signed from him, so if, if you do misidentify, that's okay. Yeah, okay. We have will, a great day. We, you too. Take care. I, I, I just missed that. Okay, maybe I'm hearing things. It's a wonderful day to clear victory. Today is Men's Day. We are here to lift the name of the Lord and lift the spirits of those that are feeling a little down. 
uh, we're, we're, we're stronger than we realize. Excuse me. Today isn't Wednesday. No, no I said it's Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's men's day, not Wednesday. Friday is men's yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, okay, got you. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Good morning. Brother Andrew. Happy favorite Friday. Sorry, Pam. Good morning. Hi, Rochelle. Hi, family. Prosperous Pam. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, ladies. God bless you both. Same to you. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday. This is Sister Lisa. God bless Good everyone morning. on the call. Good morning. Happy Friday, sister. I have a prayer request, please. Yes, ma'am. Pray for my cousin. We'll be laying him to rest next Saturday. His name is Andre Givens. Thank you. What was the last name, please? Givens. 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 Okay. Yes, Thank ma'am. You. Yes, ma'am. We we will lift the family. And then also the situation with my grandson. I, I'm asking for grace over him uh, and the situation with me and his. Uh, yes, ma'am. Thank yes, you. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. According to the clock on the wall, we need to get our morning started. So I am going to ask everyone under the sound of my voice to please check your phone and apply the mute feature. Initiate it and throughout the call, check to make sure that it is still in place and in good working order so that the flow of the call is not disrupted and that the word of God can go forth unimpeded because it will do exactly what it is sent to do. But we still need to do our part to make sure that the recording of this time with each other is kept as sacred as possible. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again. and I'm your host for the morning. I thank you for allowing me and I welcome you to declare victory. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call and we meet every Monday through Saturday beginning at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're here to edify, empower, encourage and equip your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today is Men's Day, where only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you. Be sure to continue joining us daily throughout the remaining days of May, where our monthly theme is entitled Great. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding the grace that God has extended to us through Christ our Lord and Savior. Two announcements are before us today. Please join us for Friday Night Live this evening between 6 and 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time by calling the same number. You most certainly will be blessed. Please join us. Secondly, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first 
in the area of your finances. Our mission to declare victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving your support to our mission? Three ways are laid bare for you to do so. First way, declarevictory.org. Second way, paypal.me slash declarevictory. Or the third way, cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. There were no online requests on the prayer app this morning. There were uh, one twofold prayer requests that the Givens family be remembered as we approach the throne of grace in bereavement and special grace be bestowed upon the grandson in that family. We ask that the Lord cover him, forgive him, strengthen him, and keep him. We are also revisiting this uh, multiple areas of prayer that we need to focus on as our duty as intercessors, as our obligation of children of God, as our focus as warriors for the kingdom, we need to cover the children, the children that are still languishing without their parents, maybe being told that the hope of meeting up with their parents again is slim to none. We're covering the children that are in sex trafficking, enslaved, in bitter bondage to their cruel and evil masters with no hope of ever getting out, being told that there is no hope. And oftentimes that is the cruelest thing. The fact that they're still children, they're still vulnerable and weak, and they're being preyed upon is evil. And we need to address it as prayer warriors. The children that are afraid and being bullied at school, in social circles, at home, we are lifting up households, covering children that are sick, covering children that are having difficulties in learning, having difficulties in participation in school because their families lack of funds to get them involved. We're praying for the parents that are stressed because of financial woes, that are stressed because of work outages, work history, gaps in education. We're lifting all families and marriages before the throne. The first responders on the 
war against the virus, on the war against man harming man, woman harming woman in our communities. Uh, people preying on the widow, the orphan, and the stranger among us. The people trying to come to this country because their lives are in danger where they live right now. We're praying for the nurses, the doctors, the nurses' aides, the janitors, the <coughs> security guards in hospitals, in jails, uh, the prisoners being exposed to the virus and other harms, the people that actually work with the people that are most angry, uh, most volatile, dangerous, for their safety, for their efficiency at work. All of this we bring before the throne in, in addition to praying for our leaders, praying for the ones at the federal, local, state level. We're praying for the finances of this government. We're praying for the sins of this government that most act as if they never existed or they were someone else's fault. But the many sins that this nation has committed domestically and around the world need to be addressed. And we as prayer warriors are the ones to do it. Using Daniel as an example, and finally, we need to pray for each other. We need to pray for our strength. We need to pray for our sicknesses. We need to celebrate victories in the family. We need to mourn the losses, even if you don't know the person that was lost. The mother whose son is still unsaved grieves. The father who hasn't heard from his daughter in years grieves people who are blessed with age because they honored their parents but outlived their friends grieve hurting hearts need our help and as we approach the throne of grace that's exactly what we're going to do the order of the call is as follows prayer and corporate praise will be brought by brother jeff Declaration will be brought by Pastor Winton. That order once again. Prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother Jeff. Declaration will be rendered by Pastor Winton. Immediately following, Pastor Winton will instruct us during Love, Life, and Victory with the how and where of his declaration and answer any questions and guide us through further understanding. The scripture for today is found in Romans chapter 5, verse 21. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Once again, please check your phone to make sure the mute feature is active and engaged until such time 
as Brother Jeff instructs us to come off our muted line and lift the name of our Lord. I now pass the call. My name is Andrew. Thank you for giving me your time this morning. And as we approach the throne, we solemnly meet on one accord, led by our brother Jeff. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Glory to your name. Good morning, Father. Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, good morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Lord God, with humble hearts and bowed heads, Lord God, giving you thanks, Lord God, acknowledging you this day, Lord God, this morning, Lord God, for another day of life, Lord God. God, thank you, Lord God. For the blood, Lord God, that flows through our veins, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. For the oxygen, Lord God, that flows through our lungs, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. For the mind, Lord God, to kneel down, Lord God, and to pray, Lord God, to cry out to you, Lord God, and to lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Lord God, thank you, Lord God, for your servant, Brother Andrew, Lord God, and the, the prayer request, Lord God, the words that were spoken already this morning, Lord God. We want to say thank you, Lord God, for dispatching your angels, Lord God, to answering of those prayer requests, those words that were spoken, Lord God, those things, Lord God, that we pray for daily, Lord God. Lord God, you've heard the spoken prayer request, Lord God, of those that are in bereavement, Lord. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for coming to the aid, Lord God, of that family, Lord God, and comforting them, Lord God, in a way that only you could comfort, Lord God. Lord God, thank you for reminding us, Lord, oh, Jesus, of all that we have to be grateful for, Lord God, which is much, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for your love, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for your grace. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. This month, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you for the teachings, Lord God. Oh, grace this morning, Lord God. There are so many facets of your grace, Lord God. Thank you for giving us the grace, Lord God, to live a holy and sanctified life, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us the grace, Lord God, to stand up against evil and wickedness, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us the grace, Lord God, to sacrifice, Lord God, to love our neighbors, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, without your grace, Lord God. It would be impossible. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God, to achieve our goals, Lord God. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, the children, Lord God. Hey, hallelujah, Lord God, 
as Brother Andrew stated, Lord God, we are to continuing to pray and to cover the children, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the protection and covering of our children, Lord God, and our grandchildren, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. So much is going on in this world today, Lord God. Help us, Lord God. Show us the way to stand up, Lord God. Lord God, help us to, to hate what you hate, Lord God, and to love what you love, Lord God. Lord God, we continue, Lord God, to pray for the first responders, Lord God. Those that are on the front line, Lord God, day after day, Lord God, week after week, Lord God, aiding, Lord God, and the assistance, Lord God, and serving others, Lord God. Lord God, we pray your protection and covering over them, Lord God. Strengthen them, Lord God, in the areas, Lord God, where they need strengthening, Lord God. Oh, so much is going on in this world today, Lord God. We want to say thank you, Lord God, for directing our path, Lord God, and ordering our footsteps, Lord God. Lord God, we're seeking you this morning, Lord God, early this morning, Lord God. We're seeking the kingdom of heaven, Lord God, and its righteousness, Lord God. For you know, Lord God, what we already have need of, Lord God. We're seeking you, Lord God, through the power of prayer this morning, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. For the power of prayer, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for this prayer line, Lord God. Declare victory. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. We declare victory in our lives today, Lord God. We speak life today, Lord God. Hallelujah. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. We have to, Lord God, continue, Lord God, to cry out to you, Lord God. We have to continue, Lord God, to search the scriptures, Lord God, and to study your holy word, Lord God. Strengthen us, Lord God. Empower us, Lord God. Encourage us, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. By your spirit, Lord God. It is by your spirit, Lord God, that we are able to grow, Lord God, and to move forward, Lord God. Oh, help us, Lord God. Thank you for, for freeing us up, Lord God. For those of us that have been stuck, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for freeing us up, Lord God. Lord God, you, you snatched us from out of the darkness, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Let your light, let the light shine through us, Lord God. Let us be the light, Lord God, and the salt, Lord God, of this earth, Lord God. Lord God, we we know we know, Lord God, that we're just passing through, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. But why we are here, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be of service to our fellow man. Help us to walk in love, Lord God. 
Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to do the work, Lord God, that is needed, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God, to set ourselves free, Lord God. And, hey, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. Brother Andrew mentioned the children and the widows, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, help us to love. So much to be grateful for. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Jesus, 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 yes. Glory to your name, Lord God. Let's all take our phones off. Hey, Jesus, let's all take our phones off of you and collectively give God the praise and the glory that he is due. Let's cry out for you. Let's lift up the name of our Lord Thank Thank you for your grace and your way. With a 
And I just want to admonish you uh, that even where you may be now, for those who are dealing with a calling, I've been kind of teaching on this at church, uh, for those who've been dealing with knowing that you have a calling, uh, but but trying to disqualify yourself, because hear me, uh, everybody that's really called, the, 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 the first step to your calling, uh, though some would say is to accept it, uh, I teach that the first step to your calling is trying to disqualify yourself. Uh, everybody in scripture uh, who was called uh, wrestled at some point with their calling, right? So I tell people, you'll know you're called uh, when, when, when before your yes, Lord, comes you trying to disqualify yourself. And when I say disqualify yourself, I mean, you know, well, God, I, right now I got a lot going on. Uh, uh, this is happening. My marriage is changing. Uh, my ministry is changing. God, uh, my job situation is changing. My money is changing. Whatever is happening, God, I, I'll do it once things settle. I hear people say that all the time. I know I'm called, uh, but I got some things to work out right now, right? So I want to encourage you uh, that, that grace Grace comes with a calling, right? Grace also comes with salvation, which means that we are given a measure of grace and that grace uh, does not allow us to continue in sin, but certainly uh, that grace covers some things uh, that, that would be detrimental if other people knew them. And so while I am called to do this, while you are called to do this, we are not worthy of doing it, right? And that's where grace comes in. And so I thank God today for grace. Uh, I thank God that, you know, uh, what the world should have known, he did not allow them to know. Uh, and that ain't for everybody, but that's for about five or six people who can really, really understand. Um, Isaiah 40, a very, very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, again, good morning to everybody. Uh, happy Friday. Uh, I pray that this word is, is, is life for you uh, and, and that it will carry you through the weekend and certainly even through the balance of your uh, the balance of the month and, and the balance of the year. Isaiah 40 and 28. Uh, and I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, but you can uh, read in, in whichever version you want to read in. Uh, it, it reads, have you not known, uh, have you not heard? Uh, the Lord is everlasting. He's the everlasting God, uh, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. Uh, his understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. Uh, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Uh, 30 says, even youths shall faint and be weary, uh, and young men shall utterly fall or fall exhausted. Uh, 31 says, but they who wait on the Lord <laughs> shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Uh, they shall walk and not Saints. I, I, I want to talk uh, just this morning briefly uh, from this kind of thought of sorts. Uh, postured for the second wind. Postured for the second wind. Uh, the the Australian opening, if if you all remember, I don't know if y'all watch tennis, but the Australian Open of uh, 2017 was a phenomenon. It swept all across America. Uh, whether you were a fan of tennis or not, uh, everybody was enamored by two sisters uh, who would basically compete for one title. These sisters, of course, you know, uh, as Venus and Serena Williams. Uh, but there was something interesting that happened if you watched the Australian Open when the sisters played against each other. Uh, Venus at that time was about 36, uh, and she was the oldest person to enter into the Australian Open uh, in its history. 
uh, now because she was 36 and because she was entering into the Australian Open, uh, as you can imagine, she had endured some major criticism. Uh, the media even went on a, a, a spree of sorts of digs uh, trying to come against her. But in the same light, uh, there was criticism towards Serena, uh, which was equally as great. Uh, it, it was actually stated that she wouldn't take the title uh, because she had already done so before, six times to be exact. She had done this six times. Um, so with you can imagine with rising competition throughout the years and with the pool of talent increasing, uh, the commentators had reduced Serena uh, to having had her best days. Uh, as they would talk, they alluded to her past victories, uh, saying uh, that those were the best times that she encountered. Uh, but, but in the final match of the Australian opening, uh, Serena was actually leading. And one of the commentators noted something strange about her. Uh, uh, having to appear now to be tired, uh, it seemed as though really Serena had given up and, and was going to let her sister win. She slowed down in her speed, uh, and, and even her swings became uh, less calculated. And then all of a sudden, y'all, without warning and out of nowhere, she came back strong enough to win the final match, which gave her the title at the Open. Now, you can imagine, commentators were shocked uh, because they had just done all of that talking. They had said all of these kind of things about her. But in an interview with Serena after the match, uh, one of the commentators who had done the laughing uh, asked her a question about the particular moment in the match uh, where it really seemed like she had given up. Uh, and, and this is what I love, y'all. Serena responds to him and says, she says, I slowed down for a moment uh, because I was taught that while everybody else exerts their energy in the first wind, if you can position and posture yourself for the second wind, my God, you can have the advantage. You can have the advantage. And I came just listen, listen, just briefly this morning to tell you that while you are on your personal journey, you have been graced not just with a first wind, even if the paradigm is shifting around you, even if the rules of the game uh, seem to no longer be the same, uh, and the well you once trusted appears to be dry, you got to understand that the will of the Father is not to have you thinking that the first wind was the best wind. My God, but he desires to posture, yeah, yeah, he desires to posture and to prepare you for the second wind. And so do me a favor this week. Make your personal declaration. Make your prayer declaration. Lord, posture me for the second wind. Uh, in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, there's a glimpse of uh, the process of what it looks like when God is posturing you for the second wind. Now, you may be asking to yourself, well, Pastor Winton, how does this tie in with grace? I'm glad that you asked. Uh, the vision, this vision, particularly in Isaiah 40, shifts forward 100 years in, into the land of Babylon, where now the children of Judah uh, have languished so long, right? They, they've been there. They've dwelled so long in exile uh, that they've given up hope in returning to their homeland. Uh, despair has now taken over them, and, and, and there was also the thought that God had canceled his covenant with them and abandoned them because of their sins. 
So in response to their need, hear me, they're in a season of need. God speaks through the prophet uh, Isaiah to reveal the other side of his character. All right? What are you talking about, Pastor Winton? Uh, uh, the children of Israel, at this point, they had seen his holiness, right, which exposed their sin. Uh, they, they've seen his justice. Uh, which required their punishment, but now he's about to show them his creative power, his redemptive love, and his grace. <laughs> uh, I, I, I truly believe, y'all hear me, this is a season where God is posturing many of us who have had a great first run. He's posturing us, but 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 we're getting fatigued. We're feeling uh, the languish. We're feeling tired. Uh, he is posturing us for to, to to get our second wind, to get the second wind. And I declare and I decree by faith uh, that 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 your second wind will be better than your first wind. Y'all hear that and get that in your spirit today. Your second wind. I know you thought your first wind was great. I know you had been rolling in ministry and you had been booked on your calendar and 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 your business was doing good and and and, and everything seemed to be going right. But I declare and decree that even though the first wind was great, the second wind will be better. Uh, but but if we have to posture ourselves for the second wind, uh, we got to possess a couple of things. First thing we got to know is we have to possess a fresh insight. Y'all do me a favor and just write that if you're taking notes. Uh, Lord, give me a fresh insight. Uh, there are times that God may reduce the view of hindsight to give you a greater view of foresight, all right? I'll say it again. There are times that God will reduce your view of hindsight uh, so that he can give you a greater view of foresight. Uh, it, it is important to note in this text that now uh, the audience has changed. Times have changed. Uh, the generation of people who remembered the homeland of Judah and, and, and the city of Jerusalem have now died. So, so, so this group now is the second generation of deportees. All right. Uh, they didn't have the vision of Zion as the generation before them. The former group had history down pat. Uh, but this current group we're talking about uh, would have to learn how to balance history with revelation. Uh, I grew up in a Baptist church, uh, missionary Baptist church. And, and one of the things that they always prided themselves off of was history. Uh, but 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 what I found in growing up is that many churches, not just Baptists, many churches pride themselves on history, but they have not been able to balance history with revelation. <laughs> because history without revelation is poison to purpose. Y'all hear me this morning. So so God didn't need them to know where just just know where they came from. He needed them to know where he was taking them. Uh, they didn't have any tangible reference to stand on, uh, uh, but, but they did have a prophetic word of God's promise. Uh, but, but after you've known what God says, but you haven't seen it, it seems like the promise is unfulfilled. So now this is a discouraged group of people because in their mind, God has not fulfilled his promise. And every day when they wake up, they got to see the power and the grandeur of Babylon while they still seem to be seeking while they still seemed to be behind the curve. But hear me well, uh, 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 it may seem like you have nothing in your hand, 
but 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 even in moments where it seems like there's nothing tangible to show that you're going to come out a promise is all you need i'm here to tell you i'm here to tell you listen i tell this story all the time i remember when my daughter was a toddler uh and we would be on the highway and uh i would pick her up from school and the first thing she asked me for when she got in the car was can we go by mcdonald's and get some fries daddy can we go by mcdonald's and get some fries and uh Every day, I usually say, you know, well, no, we're going to cook at home. We're going to do this and that. But it was a particular day. Uh, I told her, yeah, Olivia, we're going to go get some fries. So Olivia's little. She sits in the back seat in the car seat. We're driving on the highway. And uh, every time we would come up to an exit, she would sit up in our seat. She would start clapping, and she would do this squeal. And every time we got to an exit, y'all, we wasn't taking the exit. We were just near one. And she would get up and clap and squeal. And I said, Liv, what? you know, I got nervous. You know, I don't like all that noise when I'm driving. So I told her, I said, Liv, what, what is all that? What, why are you doing that? And she said, Dad, you said we were going to McDonald's. I said, Liv, do you see a sign of McDonald's? And she said, no. But she said, you said we were going. And I thought about that thing. See, it, 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 my daughter was excited because she knew that if her daddy said something, then he was going to make it happen. And what are you saying? I'm saying that sometimes when you're on a journey to get fresh insight, God will give you a word. He'll give you a revelation, uh, but there will be no sign. Uh, but you got to learn how to get excited. You got to sit up. You got to clap. You got to cheer. You got to uh, give yourself victory because you know that if daddy said it, then daddy is going to come through for you. My father said it. Therefore, and, and this is that generation of people now, there is no sign in sight, but they've got a word from the Lord. There is no evidence, yet they have a promise from God. When God gives you fresh insight, even with no sign in sight, all you need is a word. Now listen to this. In the second half of the 40th chapter of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah outlines and pays homage to the transcendence and the grace of God. Uh, the people see God one way, but he needs them to see God another way. I, I, I want to pause here and say this. I don't care how long you've been walking with God. I don't care how much you speak in tongues. I don't care how many church services you go to. I don't care if you fall out on the floor, foam, spit, and holler. Please understand this. Uh, every season of your life, you ought to see God in a new way. All right? All right? And the reason why some of us uh, have lost our zeal is because we're not seeing God with fresh insight. Uh, I can hear somebody uh, 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 saying, well, Pastor, listen, uh, uh, I, I, I know this scripture. I've, I've listened to this several times. I've heard it. Well, have you gotten a fresh revelation about it is my question. Has God given you fresh insight? Even those in marriage understand uh, that, that if, you, if you try to convince yourself that everything is the same, the marriage gets stale. And when it gets stale, you don't want it, right? When it gets stale, it's harder to be involved in. So you have to have fresh insight. And so now God has done something amazing with these children of Israel. This generation does not have all of the history. They don't have all of the backstory. So, so he has them in a unique place to gain fresh insight so they can be postured for the second wedding. You got to have fresh insight. But then you have to make a faith investment. Faith investment. When your strength is wavering, you have to command your faith to start working. Y'all hear me? I'll say it again. When your strength is wavering, when it seems like you're on the seesaw of faith, you have to command your faith to start working. 
Anything worth having, my grandma used to say all the time, it's going to cost you something. But here's the question I got to ask you. How much you got on the table? How much do you have on the table? The children of Israel uh, have done well in Babylon, y'all. I, I need you to understand this because some people preach this and they don't really understand. They don't say it right. They, they are flourishing there. Let's be clear. Uh, some have exercised their entrepreneurial genius uh, in, in the commercial world, and they've become wealthy and secure merchants. Uh, uh, so, so to leave now on a 700-mile march through, through some treacherous terrain, uh, only taking things that could fit on your back, on the basis of an unfulfilled promise from God is a risk that created second thoughts. I need y'all to hear that. I need you to hear that. Their anxiety is high because things weren't happening fast enough. I'm talking to somebody today on this line. Your anxiety is high because things ain't happening fast enough. And at this point, they, they, they didn't necessarily need a way out. Hear me though. They needed reassurance that God was still in control. Now, Isaiah writes a series of, of rhetorical questions really to provoke and create a better understanding of who God is and, 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 and who he would continue to be. So his questions are a written source of, of prophetic encouragement uh, because they, they were present. There was a present thought of sorts uh, that Babylon might be able to control their destiny. So, so they couldn't make a declaration of intent to return home because it might have been viewed as rebellion. Hear me. But the enemy is tricky. Y'all know this. He'll have you exhaust unnecessary energy on fear because it costs more to fear than you think, right? So, so, so God has the children of Israel in a funny place. Behind them is a limited view of their history. Before them is their destiny. But hanging over their heads is God's prophecy. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? I'll say it again. Behind them is a limited view of their history. Before them, is their destiny, and hanging over their heads is God's prophecy. What do you do when you know God has greater, but there seems to be limited movement where you are? What do you do when God has given you a great vision, uh, but there seems to not be enough hands to bring it to pass? I'll tell you what to do. You make a faith investment. There's no point in giving too much power to what's problematic. Uh, Isaiah asked two major questions in this text, and y'all know the questions, uh, uh, but the nature of the questions is actually designed to increase the faith investment of those who would receive this prophetic word. The questions were, has thou not known, and has thou not heard? <laughs> uh, my grandma was saying like this, y'all. Uh, uh, there are times when it comes uh, where, where we must increase our faith, and in order to increase our faith, uh, you, you have to run down the resume of God. You've got to talk about what he's been to you. You've got to remind yourself of, of what he's been to others around you. You've got to remind yourself of the situations you've been in that he's pulled you out of. You have to remind yourself of how many times his grace has come to see about you. So Isaiah asked the rhetorical questions, has thou not known? In other words, have you not personally experienced? And then has thou not heard? Have you not had an encounter? Have you not had an encounter of sorts? But then he doesn't leave them there. He increases their faith through questioning. But then you have to adhere to final instruction. Hear me. Sometimes when you're in a season of preserving your strength, you feel irrelevant or like your time has passed. I'll say it again. 
when we aren't busy, we don't feel as productive. Some of us have gotten so used to being busy that when people stop calling, we, we're all out of sorts. We're all out of sorts. We're all out of sorts when things don't go the way that we want them to go, when we don't anticipate things, when our calendar isn't booked, or when people aren't calling us to go here and to go there. But I, I, I want to speak to somebody today. Maybe you're in a season of preserving your strength. Maybe you're in a season of preserving your strength. The God I serve, hear me, will always provide you with some rest just before the second wind kicks in. Uh-oh, uh-oh, we don't like to hear that. But, but the God I serve will slow your calendar down, will slow the calls down, will slow the emails down in the inboxes just before he gives you the second wind. Understand this. Even David said in Psalms 23, we quote it all the time, God makes us to lie down. Yeah, yeah, in green pastures. Now the prophet writes that the Lord gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. Hear me, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and the young men shall utterly fall. Now this is important because Isaiah needs the people to know that getting tired is not beyond you. Whether you're old or young, whether you speak in tongues or not, whether you're Baptist, Kojic, or non-denominational, there will be a time when your own strength fails you. There will be a time when your own strategy confuses you. There will be a time when your own fear would attempt to cripple you. But hear me, you have no reason to fear because you're being postured for the second wind. But hear me, work is not uncommon for this generation that Isaiah is speaking to. They are workers. They know what it's like to give their blood, their sweat, and their tears to something. Uh, but there is a challenge in this text. Isaiah admonishes them to do something that doesn't come easy for people who are hard workers. Hear me. He turns that thing around in verse 31, and he says three things and three words that will shift your posture if you let it. He says, they that wait. These were the final instructions that he gave to the people who were crazy enough to stand on the promise of God. I, I know you know how to work, declare Victory Family, but I got a question for you. Do you know how to wait? <laughs> uh, they that wait upon the Lord shall catch a second wind. They'll renew their strength. Yeah. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and never get weary. They'll walk and never grow faint. Listen, it ain't over. It's not done. You're nowhere near finished. What happened is behind you. What's going to happen is in front of you, but until we get there, you got to remember that God's promise is over you. So fill out the application and wait. Pay the bill and wait. Buy the land and wait. Seek, seek God's faith and wait. Turn, turn your plate upside down and wait. Lay prostrate before the Lord uh, and wait. Pack up the boxes and wait. Uh, uh, for they that wait on the Lord shall catch a second wind is what the text says. They're going to renew their strength, which means that everything they had the first time, it's going to be better this second time. Uh, one of my favorite verses in, 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 in Scripture is Psalm 27 and 14. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Somebody has to hear that today. I know you know how to work, but do you really, really know how to wait? Trust me when I say you're being postured. You're being postured for the second wind if you can just hold on. 
At this time, I want to open the call up and say good morning. I, I haven't heard from everybody, but certainly I've heard from some. Uh, so you can come off at this time and just greet us and say good morning to us on the call, your Declare Victory family. Good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Diane. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Great, great, awesome declaration. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Good morning, Sister Diane. Declaration. <laughs> Sorry, Diane. I think I think I heard Krishanda and Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great declaration. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, this is Christina. That was an awesome, awesome declaration. And may God also grant you the grace for your second win. God bless you. I receive. Good morning. Thank you, Christina. Morning, Pastor Winton. Dee Dee, All right. Well, if that's everyone, listen, let's come off of mute. Uh, let's have our love, life, and victory moment. Let's talk um, and, and let's get into it, y'all. I know you know how to work, but do you know how to wait? Good morning to everybody. Good morning to everybody. Uh, talk to me. Talk to me. What were your thoughts as the declaration went forth? What were some things that stuck out in your mind? Uh, what kind of things did you say ouch to? What kind of things did you say man to? How did that work? Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. When you gave the analogy about your daughter being in the car and getting excited at every um, at every um, freeway exit, uh, baby, my heart just got to jumping, and I was saying, ain't that just like the Lord? You know, and it's like you say, if your faith muscles haven't been tested, how do you know how strong your faith is? And like you say, God, uh, like you say, wait. And then you said, turn that plate upside down. Um, you can still get excited. Just be encouraged to know that God is coming. Like you said, he will never leave you nor forsake you. I just really appreciated the delivery this morning, and it really resonated in my spirit. I just want to say thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Bless God for you this morning. Hey, um, Pastor Winton, man, my God. So thank you. That scripture, Isaiah, um, when I had my near-death experience and I was really suffering with postpartum depression and um, post-traumatic stress syndrome to the, like, losing my mind um, part, and I was going back and forth to the doctor, and that's the scripture that the doctor <laughs> quoted, right? And so that became my go-to scripture to get me out and, and just um, telling me he will renew, the renewal part of it. And then when you talked about the working part, but do we know how to wait? So the majority of us don't know. You made a good point. You said we can do all this busy work, you know, running here, running there, speaking here, speaking there, on this call, on that call, speaking in tongue, rolling on the floor, all of that. But are we waiting? And how are we in the waiting? 
So that's what I got this morning. What am I doing in the waiting while I'm waiting on him to do some things that he's already given me the grace to do myself? Pack them boxes up. There's some stuff that we got to do. Quit waiting on him. He's already, he just want to see us move, right? If that makes sense. So thank you, man of God, and, that, and your baby with them fries. Those are all three of mine did. I passed by a couple of McDonald's and <laughs> before um, they got their fries. So I thank you, and I love you, man of God. Love you, and uh, thank God for you, and uh, just your ability to heal and, and, uh, and to receive. And so I thank God for you all. Anyone else? Talk to me. This is Sister Sylvia. Thank you so much. I um, This prayer line and every single one of you all have enriched my life so much. And at first I thought, you know, is it just me? But I've heard so many people that have spoken, that have been with this line from the beginning or the last couple of years. And so it all is beginning to make sense, right? So I started really engaging back in November and really paying attention and studying on the themes of the month. And by the end of the year, I was on the job making quite a bit of money, more than I had ever made, but it was so stressful and I was really sick behind it. It was just that much work. So I decided not to renew the contract, though it was offered. And it was right at the right time because in January, the theme was purpose. And every declarator spoke about purpose and gave scripture. I studied it. I resonated and meditated on it, asked God to show me my purpose. This thing that you just talked about, God giving you the second wind for the next season in your life, just literally just blew me away. I, I can't even begin to tell you because in January I said, you know, I'm going to pursue this um, possible, you know, what it is to be uh, a chaplain. I was inspired by my mother's hospice chaplain. And so when I looked, finally got in touch with the lady at Kaiser, uh, San Leandro, she, I looked, she sent me the link and I looked at it and it said clinical pastoral education. And I thought, well, wow, I can't do that. I'm not a pastor. I can't apply for that program. So I sent her, I told her this, and she said, just fill out the application. And then I filled out the application, which was five pages, asking you to give a brief summary of your life. Well, my life summary is a testimony. Long story short, I was interviewed and accepted into the program. The next thing I know, a few weeks ago, she sends me a link for this uh, master's program, uh, Berkeley School of Theology. And I asked her, why did you send me this? I'm still working on my bachelor's. She said, it doesn't matter. Just just check it out. She said, as a lady that's graduating, same situation, they let her come in. And she's coming to the chaplain program. Go talk to her. I talked to the lady. She told me her story, referred me to write a letter to the dean. When you said, fill out the application and wait, I just finished the application yesterday. Letters of recommendations I asked for, I thought would take a week. They were sending them right away, the people that, that know me and I've used. So see God's faith and wait, uh, being postured for the second win, and knowing not how to just stand but to do, but how to wait. I'm so inspired. Thank you so, so much for this declaration. God bless you.
God bless you. Thank God for that testimony. And we believe God, even on your behalf, uh, that's how God does it. Uh, that is exactly how he does it. And he'll give you some rest uh, just before that second wind. Uh, you know, I, I think some of us are fighting rest, right, because we're used to moving. Uh, and we equate movement with value in this society. So if you're not moving fast enough, if you don't have enough on the plate, if you don't have enough in the account, then you are not enough in our minds. But God is giving many of us rest. Uh, and I thank God for the rest. And it just wasn't a pandemic either. I said, some stuff God made me, made me to lie down in some green pastures and I'm grateful for it. Uh, I am grateful for it. Anyone else this morning? It's Krishanda. Good morning. Um, hey. one of the things, hi, one of the things that, um, stood out for me set towards the end is, um, forgetting basically about yesterday about the past is letting it go. Um, and, um, there was something just really inspiring about that when you said it, because we get a, a fresh start, right? Forgetting the things that are left behind or are behind or what have you repressed right towards the mark. But it was just something about just letting go and having a fresh start, a fresh perspective, fresh eyes, and not holding on to that stuff. When I heard you say that, uh, it was a great reminder. God bless. God bless you, Krishana. That is that is that's so on point, right? When we when we talk about God giving us, I, I'm glad you picked that out uh, because that was one of the first points was fresh insight. You know, if we're going to be postured for a second wind, you have to see things differently. And, and I think our experiences have a unique ability to alter our sight, right? So somebody who has had bad relationships now, when something good shows up, all they're seeing is the residue of the bad relationship. Uh, even if it ain't happening the way they see it, they still see it because of what they've experienced. So here in this text, we see where the children of Israel, now this is that second generation, right? This is the, these are the, these are the children of they, and, and the grandchildren of those who, who, who have all of the history, they have all of the knowledge of what was and what they did and all of the above, but this second generation is coming and the Lord has purposely uh, blinded them to a certain extent so that, he can, so that they can see right. And this will be the group that, that, gets, to, that gets to leave, whereas that first group died out in, in, in exile, right? Uh, so, so I think that that's, that's important to mention. That's important to throw out there. So thank you, Krishana, for that. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, when you was talking about, um, do we have, can we wait or do we have, um, do we know, know how to wait or something like that? Um, I, I just want to say, um, we don't really have a choice. Um, God is, is going to, make us wait whether we rush it or not he's going to teach us to wait so it's really not a choice up to us because we're here for god so he's going to teach us how to how to wait we're going to keep trying and keep trying and it's not going to work because god is going to do it on his time so the waiting is um in it in it is an experience and god is going to teach us how to wait that's all i wanted to say that's good. That's a that's a really, really good point that you bring up. Y'all remember when they first entered into uh, Babylonian exile, right? And you remember the instructions that they were given. And and God teaches them that remember they when they entered, remember they were pouting. 
and, and I brought that up because, and I teach that all the time, because how you wait is important. God is not impressed by the fact that you took a seat when you got there, right? He's not, that ain't waiting. Having your seat ain't waiting. He gave them specific instructions. He said, since you are here and you don't want to be here, I need you to build where you are. Husbands, take wives. Uh, 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 fathers, give your daughters to, 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 to men that they may multiply. Build here. Grow crops here. Eat here. Because what he wasn't telling them was, y'all going to be here a long time. And that generation that was doing the pouting was the generation that died there. And God knew that they were going, that he was bringing them there and that that generation would not leave. But what he was telling them was how you wait matters, right? So sometimes we get in situations and we don't want, we, we pout when we don't end up where God wants, where, where we wanted to be. God sends us somewhere and we figure we just going to sit, we ain't going to do, we ain't going to pray, we ain't going to say, we ain't going to do nothing. And God is saying, no. No, I have made this area fertile for you. I, he didn't send them into a dead place. He sent them into a place where they could flourish. But, but because it wasn't what they were used to, they had a challenge. And so God wiped out that first generation that was bucking the system. And now this second generation arises and he lets them know, y'all have done well in exile. D don't get it twisted. You've made money. You've you had businesses. You, you have done well in exile. But now the faith investment, right? I need you to see things another way. And then I need you to make that faith investment and adhere to the final instructions, which are to wait. So thank you for that. Anyone else? Good morning. And I wanted to give an example. I, I wanted to give it an example um, right quick. Um, I've still been waiting on this apartment, but it's a certain apartment I, that I want to um, move into because it has a lot of stuff in it. And so the apartment came up, but it was upstairs and I went downstairs. So I said, you know, let, let me jump on it because, you know, I'm getting my feet in the door, getting my feet in the door. But see, I asked God for a two bedroom and a two bath downstairs. And so I thought, you know, okay, he's opening the door so I can get in. And then when another one comes, uh, then uh, I'll, I'll reapply and then I'll get that one. And then when it was time for me to go for the appointment, they said, everything is closed. I said, but you guys gave me the appointment and told me to come. I said, so why would you give me an appointment and you're saying it's closed now? And they said, well, the first person we interviewed, um, everything was good, so we gave it to them. I'm like, okay, but you shouldn't have did it that way. What you should have did was if you got several people that you want to interview, you should, you know, first interview that first person and if they didn't get it then you would call for the next person like that but don't have other people waiting getting their hopes up high and um then all of a sudden they don't get it and then one of my sisters on the line brought it to my attention but you didn't ask god for that you asked god for the two bedroom two bath downstairs and so that's why you didn't get it so he's gonna make you wait okay i'm done Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Winton. This is Rochelle. Great declaration. Um, I so appreciate um, just the, you know, the teaching today. I, you know, I always sit here and I try to, you know, be like, okay, where, where, where? And as I sat here and I listened and I, as I 
my journey of reading when I first, you know, became, um, when I first surrendered um, and took Christ on, um, I said, you know, I read the the Bible over and over and I was reading the stories and I was just like, what, what, what they got to do? What, God, you let them do that? But then as I began to read and understand, and I said, okay, so what does this all have to do with whatever and the, and the journey? But God doesn't change. He said what he said. If he said to do this, he'll give you that. So I had to uh, to to figure out or not even figure out. I had to read and learn how to apply it. Um, it's the revelation part because the history is there, but the revelation yeah. part, what did he say about you? What did he say to do yeah. with this? It doesn't change. My word is my word. When all else passes away, my word will continue to stand. So I have to, you know, I just encourage um, my family and my, you know, husband when he said, well, I ain't got, hey, don't come in here talking about what you ain't got. I, I don't serve That's God. Right. My, my father, Abba Father, our father. Yes, right. You serve the same father that I do. I said, you can't be speaking that. I said, so if we're going to, you know, have the same and be with one accord, we have to be with one accord with him. He's the head, and we come together under him. If he said it, it is so. And we're going to leave it at that. And and that's for all things. Um, so I just appreciate um, your word, and I just encourage us to remind um, ourselves when we get in certain situations, and it's not always that way, but just try to remind ourselves that he said what he said, and that settles it. So God bless you, Pastor yeah. Wendell. Yeah, yeah. That is that is uh that's that's something that we have to uh to remember. God bless you, Rochelle, because uh, we we oftentimes, you know, we believe a promise isn't enough. And maybe from people it's not. Uh but God is not a man that he could lie. And so we have to remember that, right? Neither is he the son of man that he could repent. So if he said it, it's going to come to pass. And I think we have to to remember uh, that that while people can change their word, a promise from God out, even outlives you, and it outlives me, and and some of us can attest to that. There was some, you know, we're doing some things we're doing now because of a promise that God made to our grandmothers, because of a, a promise that God made to our grandfathers and our those who came before us. Some of this stuff ain't got nothing to do with us. We're just reaping the benefits of the promise that He made to somebody else. So thank God for you this morning. Anyone else? Hey, Pastor Winston. I'm sorry, this is Didi. I just wanted to, oh, this is so full this morning. But when you were talking about like renewing stuff and if, if, if you use marriage for an example, and I was thinking that same way um, to renew, to to give a refreshing for everything. This pandemic did uh, grow me closer to my husband. So when you mentioned, I was like, oh, God made me look at me. So I couldn't put everything on him and where he fell short and all that, and even with the children's relationships, my siblings' relationships, relationships that have been kind of, kind of uncertain or rocky or wavy, gave us me, I can say me, an opportunity to check myself, right, so that I can give yeah. grace to those areas that were kind of dense and dark. And then with all these deaths for me, like I don't have an ought with any of my brothers or sisters. I'm not offended. What you did, you did. I'm moving forward because to stay stuck to me, that's like slapping God in the face. But we're praying and we're yeah. fasting and we're doing this and we're doing that. But we have an issue with our our own kids, our own spouses, our own parents. Some people, I know people today that are fighting their own parents like they're out next street. And it, it, it hurts my heart, but I'm interceding for that. But for me, what I got 
again from you is that renewal. Because if my marriage, thank you, Lord, <laughs> we're going on nine years in November, it has to be new. Like I try to do something different every day so we don't get on each other's nerves. So when you said that, I was like, thank you, brother, for just reminding me, and even with my children, just to make it, you know, and I'm big on apologizing. My kids will tell you. I might act a fool, say some things that ain't that good, but then I I know I'm convicted enough to go and say, hey, can we, you know, let's discuss it. And so that they're not looking at their crazy mama and then they're having issues in, in their relationship. So thank you um, for that this morning. In the waiting, how are we in the waiting? So I'm waiting on him, but I'm waiting with the fruit of, fruit of the spirit too. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Didi, that was good. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. This is Miss Tony. Good morning. I came in on the word wait this morning. I thank God for this morning just to be alive. I was, um, when you said the word wait, our attitude determines our altitude. And when we get to the point that we can't wait, the Lord will allow us to go around the mountain again and again and again. And we will stay in that situation until he gives us the strength. But the uh, scripture came to me, Isaiah 40 and 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. So when you think of an eagle, he flies above his situation. He doesn't come down with the chickens or the hens and play in the playpen with them. He flies above the situation. So that's how God does with us. He flies us above the situation. And he allow us to get in that place and wait. So I thank God for the word of God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Anybody having to encourage your own self in your own way, you know, um, I, I, I talked about the second wind, but it's important to note um, that that people relate to that when they've had a good run the first time. Uh, there have been several things and several seasons that that I have coveted of sorts um, because they were amazing seasons uh, <laughs> and, and amazing is subjective. Right. So 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 for me, it was amazing because there were several things that happened that were wind that lined up together. Um, but then there comes a time where, you know, every season isn't like that. And so I think that getting that second wind, um, that's why, that's, again, that's why our text was what it was today, because Isaiah is, is now having to prophesy and encourage a, a people who have grown weary, even in a good thing. Y'all hear that? So everything doesn't have to be bad for you to grow weary. <laughs> they they are thriving where they are, but it but it still ain't home, okay. Uh, and so he's trying to encourage them uh, that 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 while they may be somewhere that they don't desire to be, uh, they need to know that that the grace of God transcends not just one location, uh, but it will transcend everywhere that they end up. Anyone else? All righty. Well, if there's nobody else, uh, let's go ahead and pray. And again, I pray that you all have an amazing weekend. I pray uh, that as you're getting ready to maybe you're grilling and maybe you're cooking and doing all of that, uh, hopefully all is well. I know I washed and picked my greens yesterday, so I'm ready to throw down and, 
and I pray that you all are, are going to enjoy your families, and if nothing more, just enjoy the rest that you may get this weekend. Uh, let wait, us wait, pray. wait. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are, they, are you picking? Did you make some, pick some collard greens? I just wanted to know what kind of Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I'm doing the collars, um, and then I'm doing a pot of mustard for my mom. You're a good son. Hey, happy birthday, Pastor. I just wanted to say that to you. Um, and I thank you for just um, the work that you do for the kingdom. Uh, really, really appreciate um, your sound teaching and um, practical application to life. I love the story about, since Didi interrupted, <laughs> I love the story about Serena and Venus, you know, and bringing that back to our remembrance and finding a lifelong lasting principle in that. I mean, that's a great strategy when we look at um, even now, as you talked about the children of Israel prospering while they were in a strange land, almost like how can we sing a song in a strange land? Well, you can, um, just as much as people are, quote, unquote, <laughs> prospering in this pandemic. Um, there's still going to have to be a second win that we can obtain when we come out of this thing because we're really not coming out of it the same. So making a difference right. and having to do something different and changing still requires, and that reminds me of not being complacent with God thinking we've arrived because he's always taking us from faith to faith. And you brought that out yeah. from glory to glory. And we always get a new opportunity to experience him in a way where we haven't before. And oftentimes in the experience, it creates pain. And it creates some, some levels of uncomfortableness or uncomfortability. Whatever. We're not comfortable, yeah. right? And sometimes it creates um, tension. But knowing that if we can look at that thing from the proper perspective, I love that, and see that there was some good that came out of this. It was necessary that we had to go through this. It was good that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. Yeah. I had to go through that thing so I could see you as a deliverer or as a way maker or as a heart fixer or as a yeah. guy that would never leave me nor turn your back on me. I had to experience that so that I could know you even better. And so I love that you brought all that out. I was just rephrasing, <laughs> paraphrasing what you said. So I just thank you, appreciate you, and want to say happy birthday to you. And you should probably post your cast out um, in case somebody want to bless you for your birthday. <laughs> Okay, all righty. Um, can we make sure that we do that then? Uh, if I think it's dollar sign, Winton R. Anderson. Yeah, dollar sign, Winton R. Anderson. Um, I I thank God for you all. Listen, uh, you, you brought out something this last time. Um, Isaiah asked those two questions, and we kind of glaze over them when we read that text, right? Those two questions were, has thou not known and has thou not heard? Do, do you not personally know him to be a way maker, right? Do you not personally know? And even if you have not personally known, certainly you've heard. <laughs> and, uh, and we draw strength and we draw even our faith investments from that very thing, from the knowledge of what we've known and from the knowledge of what we've heard. Listen, Declare Victory has been uh, a true blessing for me as it's been to several others. Uh, you all keep this going, keep this going. Uh, be encouraged, be encouraged, uh, and just know uh, that you are doing the, the work uh, of, of, of him who sent us. I'm, I'm excited again about you all's futures. I'm excited about what's going to take place. Uh, and, and I'm just excited about what God is doing even in this season. I do believe uh, that we are posturing ourselves for our second wind. And with that, uh, anyone else, any final comments? Uh, 
Okay. All right. Thanks. Um, if you're saying, I just have a quick comment because when you said sometimes um, you're in the season for preserving your strength for the weight during the weight before the second wind, it reminded me of um, after Jesus ascended into heaven and the disciples and his mother and everybody was just waiting. They were waiting for a moment, but he promised them that after him was going to be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the way it described when the Spirit of God came upon them, it came as a violent wind. Um, so it lets me know, it gives me the hope of promise that even though right now we're in this season, in this pandemic, this weird space where sometimes people are just waiting, waiting for churches to open, waiting for them to be able to go back outside and things to get back to normal. When that moment comes, the anointing of God, the Spirit of God is going to come upon his, his people like a fresh wind. So that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he, I, I preached this Sunday. I didn't preach a typical Pentecost message, uh, but I had seen everybody dressing up in their white. And I told them, I said, listen, you know, there is no, there is no Holy Spirit. Uh, there is no Holy Ghost where there is not unity, right? Uh, and so when he shows up, when the Holy Ghost shows up, uh, he showed up as a result. They were with one accord. The Bible doesn't say they were on one accord. They were with one accord. And being on and with is two different things, too. Um, and I don't want to get off into that in, in this uh, the call. But just note uh, that you are absolutely right. When the Holy Ghost comes, comes as a comforter uh, and, and that promise, right? And I think that's what you were getting at, the promise had been there. The promise had already been given even when he went up. He gave us a promise and he fulfilled his promise uh, even long after uh, he had left us physically. And so uh, that, that, that's a major piece and God always keeps his promises. I heard someone else trying to speak. That was me. I uh, wanted to say amazing declaration. Thank you so much. There was a point you said to write down something. I wasn't able to write it down, so I wanted to ask what it was. I think it was insight. Uh, yes, fresh insight. So fresh I said history without revelation is poison to purpose, right? So you can know of the past. But if you don't have a revelation of where you are and a revelation of where you are headed, uh, then your purpose is poisoned. Um, and so, you know, my prayer is always, God, don't just give me a view of hindsight, but give me a view, to, view of foresight. Um, don't just let me see what has happened, because sometimes we get caught up and tripped up on where we've been, what we've done, and what has happened or what they did uh, somewhere else, right? Uh, but 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 you don't just need history, but you need fresh revelation and fresh insight. And then I also want to say uh, thank you for explaining the waiting because I'm currently at work, but mind you, this job is not for me. So I have been looking for work, other work, and I was telling my husband, I mean, when you sit here and apply to at least 40 places and 29 of them have declined you, it becomes discouraging. But then I was sitting here, I was like, Lord, I trust you. I'm trusting you yeah. to do whatever it is that you see fit for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to know uh, that he is going to do. Let me tell you, I'll tell you this real quick. Um, 
the worst thing you can do and and receive this please is apply out of fear and or frustration please note that the worst thing you can do is apply out of fear and or frustration right so there was a season where i was looking for a job some years ago i didn't have what i wanted to have but i had education i had all this stuff had great jobs and uh but this particular season the lord made me wait a year and a half and i was thinking he was afflicting me and i was thinking something was wrong and all of the above well come to find out um the lord was literally making me wait because i was applying out of anxiousness and worry instead of applying out of him leading me. so whatever you do and however you do it before you sit down and fill out an app please make sure that your frustration of where you are is not is not the basis of your applying because if it is and if it's just one of those hey i'm trying to get out this place he'll make you sit in that place so calm yourself calm your spirit all of that right and then fill out the application so that fear and or anxiety or so that frustration is not what is fueling you um and 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 wherever you apply just make sure that it is signed off and 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 uh and it is ordained by god i'll put it like that that's the best way i could put it i was applying to kroger i was applying to macy's i was applying to all these places and these people would not hire me and the reason they did not hire me wasn't because i wasn't qualified the reason why they did not hire me was because I was filling out applications out of frustration and out of fear. See, I wholeheartedly believe staying in the will of God. So I would always say, God, lead me. Do not let yeah. me lead myself. Do not let my flesh take over. Yeah, because yeah, it will. Thank you for that, Pastor Witten. I needed to hear that. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I, I'm, I'm telling you, he made me wait a year and a half. <laughs> Good morning, Pastor Winston. This is Tanya. Good morning. I needed to hear that, too. That was such a confirmation because I feel like I've been really stressed. Um, I'm a stylist and, and, you know, fashion designer, and that's what I plan on doing. I hired somebody to do the marketing and stuff for my business, and I've been and then I end up having to t- take a class. So now that I'm in the class, it's really frustrating and stuff because I keep saying to myself, this is not my job. <laughs> this is not what I wanted to do. This I wanted to do the other part, but the um, class keeps references in order for me to run this business effectively, I have to know this. So now that you're yeah. saying it, I can't do it. Like you just said, don't quit work because it's giving me a headache, mental and everything. So now just rest in it and try to enjoy it opposed to um, trying to just hurry up and, you know, get through the class. So thank you. I needed that this morning. Great work. Yeah. Yeah. That that that, that waiting is something, right? Uh, but but not letting fear or anxiety be the driver and, and frustration and frustration, right? Because frustration drives us sometimes uh, into things and to do things that normally you know, they're not bad things in per se, uh, but they're just out of place, right? So we get we get anxious about money. First thing you go do is 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 go try to find you a job anywhere. Uh, you get anxious about you know uh, connection or, or or something of the sort. First thing we do is cut it off. So so just things to think about, right? But but there's certainly uh, I'm praying for each one of you. Anyone else? <coughs> Hey, Pastor Winton. This is Gloria. Happy hey. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. 
And um, I appreciate the declaration this morning. The thing that has has been stand that has, that stood out for me was being able to understanding the posturing for me is just settle down, relax, deep breathe. He's prepared me. He is preparing me, and I don't have to worry about how things are going to work out because I know he's working it out. So just chill, just relax, but yeah. keep focusing on the fact that Abba is, it, he's taking care of everything that he's got you in the same way he did that back there. He's got this up here and he's got you right yeah. where you are now. And and then thinking about her timing and the, the uh, Serena's approach, her timing had to be just, just right. Yeah, but it came yeah. from being able to observe and to know when to kick it in. I used to long yeah. distance running. It was all about the breathing. It was all about yeah. the breathing. It wasn't about being fast, but it was about the breathing. So I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I want to say this because you brought that out. So I tell that story, but I tell the story because I'm always interested in how the commentator, like I watched them rip her. I mean, I watched them. You know, they praised her in the beginning, and then in the end, they were they were saying, you know, well, she's doing this and she's doing that. It seems like she won't do this and she won't do that. And it just reminded me of how sometimes, um, you know, it seemed to others that she was slowing down. It seemed to others that she had lost something. It seemed to others. And uh, I began to think about times in my life where I was worried about what it seemed like to others, right? Uh, what What it... Uh, uh, what does no what does no invitations look like? What does what does no what does no uh, uh, engagements look like? What does uh, no no money look like? You know, and so uh, it it was an encouragement to me because, like you said, to them it looked one way, but she knew what what was going on. Um, and I don't care what it looks like to other people, as long as you all know what's going on, and you yes. know that God knows what's going on. Uh, then, then you don't have to be worried about uh, what it looks like and commentators and spectators and anybody else uh, who would perceive a thing a certain way because this was not a losing for her. God was literally, she was getting rest uh, just before she was going to come back with it. And, uh, and, and, and so, you know, I, again, I'm sorry. I thank God for that. Though. Anyone else? You know, you can just preach on just that right there, what you said. It doesn't matter what it looks like to other people. It don't matter what the spectators or the commentators say. When God is in control, all that matters is what he says. And if we can just learn to let go of what other people think or perceive of us, because nobody, nobody, no one person that I know in immediate family would think that you would overcome addiction and God would elevate you in a position or place or season that you're in right now. So it don't matter what nobody yeah. thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when God is in it. Anyone else? I forgot to say happy birthday, so happy birthday, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday. Yes, Thank happy you. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Happy Thank birthday. You all. 
That's the song for she see they they don't know how to sing like me. That's why nobody else is. <laughs> 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 Thank you all for the birthday wishes. I appreciate you all so much, and thank God for you. Uh, again, I pray that you all have an amazing weekend and an amazing rest of the month, and that we trust God and we believe what God is going to do for each and every one of us. Uh, let's pray. Don't forget to post your pack, your um, cash. Um, do you have Zelle? Yeah, I have Zelle. Post, post your um, um, stuff. Okay. Alrighty. I I will make sure that I do it. I'll make sure I do it. Uh, Let's pray, y'all. God, we love you and we thank you. God, I thank you for my brother and my sister on this line. God, I thank you uh, that while we don't know everything, God, you know everything. God, we thank you that you are navigating our footsteps, that you are literally ordering our steps uh, to lead us to the place that you desire for us to be. I thank you for those of us who are on our journey. God, I thank you that we're not growing weary and well-doing. For your word says in due season, we'll reap if we taint not, God. So we pray now as we posture ourselves for the second wind that you would align us, God, that you would not let us grow weary, that you would not let us grow tired, God. And even when our physical strength uh, would kick out, God, we pray that our faith would kick in. God, we love you. We thank you for healing, for deliverance, God, for setting us free. We thank you for giving us renewed minds, God, and not allowing the enemy to rob us of our thoughts, God, and rob us of our good mind in you. We declare and we decree by faith that we are whole and we are healed and we are happy in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all have an amazing weekend. Amen. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, everybody. Have a blessed day, everyone. Amen. God bless. Have a great weekend. Yes. Amen. Thank you.